0: Welcome, dear patron, to Red Light Rewind. Sam says hi from in the distance enjoying a lush bath bomb. You're hearing a Red Light Rewind because, well, we fucked up and couldn't get an episode done in time for upload on Tuesday. So, as a mea culpa, I have gone back into the archives, a.k.a. shit I forgot to delete, and have found an old episode of the Red Light Library that, one, can be remastered to sound significantly better by my standards of editing today, and two, I didn't actually edit when we originally put it up. So, yeah... This is The Unbirthing Curse, reviewed with Kyla. Her first episode, I believe. It's a fun, weird one. So I guess it's time for the actual disclaimer. Warning, the following podcast contains adult scenarios and sexual situations. If that's too much for you to handle or illegal for you to listen to, it's time to back out now, because this is an erotica review show. Welcome back, dear patrons, to the Red Light Library. We are sans Jackie once again because she's downstairs taking care of kittens. We're joined today by Kyla because we're talking about a kink that got a hard no from Jackie. The first day I started building the playlist for the Red Light Library, there were several books she just said no to, but I'm not too eked out by, so I've just been kind of going up to people i know and being like hey what's your limit (laughs) it was a
1: hard maybe for (laughs) me (laughs)
0: it's a hard maybe today we're talking about the unbirthing curse a novel by mindy flith and i will say for the first time ever the word novel doesn't make me go there's this dude hunter fox calls what he does novels and they're
1: under 50 pages This was longer than I expected. This is
0: incredibly long, which is both a good thing and a bad thing, and we'll talk about that in a bit. So, it's got all the normal copyright, yada yada. I love the lead on this. The first sentence sells a book. Vanessa Hatch hated supervising these catalog shoots for hot mama maternity lingerie. (laughs) I mispronounced the word maternity. We're going to pretend I didn't. She practically begged her boss, Gary, to take her off the hot mama account. But here, she was yet again surrounded by a bunch of preggy models in freely little outfits that showed far more of their plump bodies than Vanessa cared to see. Holy shit, this book is an asshole to pregnant women in the first couple of chapters. Yes. I was reading bits of this out loud to Jackie. Not even just about like reading. I didn't even talk about the unbirthing stuff, but like I just kept reading these things of her insulting pregnant women. She's like, "Stop it!"
1: Like they shit on pregnant people. They actually even use the words "the pregos" as if a racist <laughs> would say "the blacks" or "the Mexicans." The same exact application.
0: This is fucking ridiculous the quote this chick really porked up since i booked her for this shoot she looks like she's in her sixth trimester now here's the thing from a writer perspective i'm seeing they're using a lot of descriptor words that would hit the pregnancy like if you're into pregnancy stuff there's a lot of talk about the words swollen overripe uh round um a lot of positive like glowing a lot of positive terms about uh pregnant women until you get to any narration that's vanessa's and then it's just like she's a fat piece of shit she's almost scared of pregnant women
1: and i quote And they all had that pregnant lady stink. Sweet and doughy. They made the whole studio smell like fresh-baked bagels. (laughs) Why is that a bad thing? Bagels are dope. She hates yeast. (laughs) Hates it.
0: Yeast. Worst thing ever. (laughs) So, Marco is, uh, we've also got Marco here, who's the photographer, and Marco, um, his first line, you're such a bitch. I think she's hot. (laughs) Yeah. But you're a weirdo. Okay, well, number one, let's talk about this. Uh, I think this is a very common thing to say, but, uh, having the hots for pregnant women is probably the most common kink among men. Um, and even then, I wouldn't even really say it's a kink. I think it's just, like, a biological thing, because we... want to fuck women and that's a woman that's cool it's alright there's no need to be a bitch Um, and then this one model walks up and is like can I take a break and she's like no you just took a break 10 minutes ago and she's like but I gotta pee (laughs) basically basically this photo studio is made up to be there's a bunch of like stereotypical pregnant women walk around going "Yeah, yeah yeah And I want pickles on
1: my donut because that's cravings, right?
0: It's like a, a, a talk show host wrote pregnant women for five minutes.
1: All these pregnant people are actually John Goodman in disguise. Oh my God. <laughs> oh,
0: we got to find a book starring John Goodman. That would be amazing. <laughs> John <laughs> just,
1: Goodman, erotica.
0: You just open up this book and the fucking harmonica and the sax from Roseanne. no <laughs> win! <laughs> <laughs> uh so vanessa's sick and tired of this she's a uh, marketing exec she works for some big company whatever the name of she has been saddled with uh observing the photography for a pregnant lingerie account called hot mama she doesn't want to be on that account but her boss has stuck her there for years uh vanessa is a skinny boss ass bitch um, who has a Fitbit that yells at you. Didn't know that's a thing that happens. There's a running gag in the book. Whenever she gets stressed out, her uh, fitness tracker starts beeping at her, which is actually a joke from Smokey and the Bandit 3, now that I'm thinking about it. That's a really old poll right there. No one remembers that fucking movie. Uh, she make There's a joke about her wanting to shove the Nikon on Marco's ass. Um, then she goes into the bathroom, and this is a setup that didn't pay off no because there's a pregnant woman in there who asked her not to use her e-cigarette and she's holding a baby and nursing it and she's pregnant as shit and i felt like this is the baba yaga moment where she's just like she's going to slight this pregnant woman then she goes no (laughs) you pregnant (laughs) you are fertile uh where she was gonna go all fucking uh uh uh, eastern european on her for no reason because that's what we're scared of in these with the magic it's always eastern european but tell me how does the unbirthing start because we might as well skip ahead uh vanessa's cheating uh with marco marco's married to her cousin shannon and marco has a fetish for being like treat. they have a, a, a what is it adult baby relationship where he wants to be like protected and held and called baby uh and shannon doesn't like doing that
1: she ain't into being a baby's mama unless it is her actual, actual baby and she, she wants, wants a sta- kid
0: and she wants to start a family too and they never really confirm that he said no like i find that it's a little bit off so they start making out in this bedroom and then oh shit what's that on the dresser
1: a fucking voodoo doll.
0: A voodoo doll of a witch that when you touch it, it feels oily and, like, real skin. Ew. And I think this is the closest I've gotten to being scared while reading something for the show. <laughs> when they go to make out again, and Vanessa hugs Marco, and Marco looks like he's seen a ghost. And she turns around, and the drawer that she put the fucking doll in is open, and there's a hand coming out, and it's like the ring um and then she's like oh shit it's shannon <laughs> but she's like her eyes are red like she's been crying which i find even more fucked up to be completely honest with you because now she's angry yes <laughs> she was a doll and now she's not and she's angry
1: obviously there you put is put her something in the drawer up
0: it's something really fucked up yes. going on uh so she basically she's you know i'm a witch bippity boppity you want you want to have my husband fuck it you can have him very specifically worded, curse happens, which, I mean, the title of the book's Unbirthing. What do you want? So basically, the uh, the tongue of a xenomorph from Alien is implanted into uh, Vanessa, so they go, and then finds a belly button of someone nearby and becomes an umbilical cord. Yep. So she absorbs Margo.
1: But the description...
0: It's so detailed. Was
1: the thing that fucked me up the most. She basically, once the umbilical cord attaches, she's like, the umbilical cord...
0: It's it's sucking like, the ears. Yes,
1: it, like, absorbs him, but, like, liquefies him and, like, drinks it like a, like a soup. And they actually said... She tastes... What was it? Yes, it was, like, warm, meaty, and... Oh, shit. Hang on. Tasted... As it reached her belly and flowed up into her, she tasted something warm, meaty, and salty, like she just swallowed a big gulp of the most delicious soup ever. One, don't ever describe soup like that. Meaty, salty, delicious. The only way it could have been worse is if she would have said aromatic.
0: Campbell's soup, (laughs) meaty, salty, delicious, Warm. warm warm right out of the can even though you've not <laughs> warmed it up yet oh one detail i highlighted this i need to put this out right before shannon the doll turns into shannon um they they wonder where the doll came from <laughs> and out of fucking nowhere out of not this was not set up any anywhere before in nope. the book out of nowhere vanessa goes i don't know some kid probably left it tomorrow italics is halloween
1: There was no lead up.
0: That's a very important detail that you don't just drop on me right there. I stopped and laughed. That's why I highlighted it.
1: Casual holiday drop in. Casual,
0: casual Halloween. I mean, it's not like we're approaching the eclipse and it's taking over everything we talk about or anything. Holidays do everything. So, yeah, um, the thing is, there's this isn't like a and then it's he's in her. There's this long, drawn out interaction where Mm -hmm. actually for the whole thing, the whole kink. Um, when I've seen unbirthing approached in the past it's usually a sort of like evil magic thing and then and there you go you're fucked no. um this is like a psychological body
1: horror thing. But, like, they're seduced.
0: It takes over Vanessa's brain. And then this is the thing that she wants really bad. And then she uses psychology on the guy who's being absorbed. And then they want it. And they age regress. And then thwoomp. And there they are. Uh, and then, basically, they they just... the uh, Mindy Flith takes all the sliders for her pregnancy and goes all the way to the right. Like she's got a huge gut and her garter broke and her stockings are ripped and her boobs are the size of milk jugs uh basically everything that vanessa was terrified of but, has happened to her but
1: she does say that she's hot as fuck now
0: yeah she's got what's this uh, the, the shampoo commercial hair like yeah, her hair's thick as like, shit like a wig her lips are plump she's got that glow that people won't shut the fuck up about um so she absorbs her photographer um and what's really fucked up is she still maintains contact with him
1: yes because she
0: can still talk to him and he talks back by kicking
1: like morse code but better
0: yeah and oh it was like a oh this is so good like it's fucked up but in a good way i was actually reading to read so obviously her first her first thing is she ashamedly has to try to put on some of the uh, hot mama lingerie so that she can go out in public and then she immediately hops on a plane to go back home and um, she starts eating food she wouldn't have eaten before but she's thinking about vitamin c for her little marco uh she eats a whole pizza
1: pineapple she wants it.
0: pineapple on it so she can get the extra bit of vitamin c but they didn't have any so
1: obviously she's gone full evil
0: she's i mean that's the thing she keeps it's like a like it's a wave like she'll go full maternal and she'll think about it and then right back into normal vanessa she's, she's disgusted. like disgusted
1: she's disgusted at herself as With, well
0: like this is pretty fucking good writing because if you're in it for the kink you want that body horror but you also she's found a way to have the cake and eat it too like i kind of wish this turned me on because this is a pretty fucking good <laughs> it's like so close to being perfect
1: it's not horribly paced not it's, at it's all not either. horribly paced it's like it's you don't long. feel yes
0: it's like a long movie that's good it's like fucking mad max fury road where that movie is every bit of two hours but you want all that two hours. You don't feel like skipping around. Um, that was a very specific movie <laughs> to reference. So she gets on the plane. A bunch of pregnant shit happens. Her boobs start leaking. So she gets back to her... Uh, she gets back to home. She has to pretend... It's Halloween, as we've confirmed before. So when she's walking around her office, she just pretends that she's wearing you know, costume, which is kind of easy out. Hot
1: secretary uh, that is also pregnant. sexy
0: secretary. Yes, they met capital sexy secretary. Like every time everybody
1: too. comments on it. Of
0: course, everybody. Um, one little problem here. Uh, the damn thing was so tight. She was sitting when she was sitting down. She was afraid it would tear open during the flight, and her boobs and belly would come bursting out like the monster and alien. You mean the alien? <laughs> <laughs> that's <what> <laughs> because that's what it was. That's
1: what it was.
0: Oh yeah. So. She goes to work for whatever fucking reason and then goes to Shannon's house. Shannon's there. And she's like, hey, cuz, yeah, nah, I'm a witch as fuck. And that oh, we skip this over. Right between her absorbing Marco and Shannon doing the curse, she Shannon leaves and Marco's like, fuck. And Vanessa's like, what? And he's like, nah, like, fam, she a witch. Yeah. And Vanessa just goes, You cheated on a witch. What the yeah, so fuck she is basically wrong was with like- you?
1: you knew this and you still did it you fucked me and
0: you yes oh jesus um
1: <laughs> something else we should drop in yes because we're gonna lose it in the plot and it's very important later on yes she comes back to the job there is an intern bitch that's fucking the boss hot little intern
0: lexi yes
1: lexi all right
0: she's the content facilitator yes for the hot mama account yes. now
1: so she's trying, like, basically the little intern girl is trying to edge, um, edge Vanessa out of her job.
0: It's not the only person edging in this story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that must be said as well, because it comes back to bite us later, and oh, we're yeah. really gonna need to not forget.
0: Oh, this gets fucked up later, because it sounds like yes. I'm getting near the end. I'm only a third in, baby. Uh, so then we get back to Shannon's place. Shannon's like, "So I cursed you, and that's it." so you can give birth to marco whenever you want because that's just how it is that's how this curse works but it's up to you to make the decision she decides to give birth and it turns out it regressed marco so far it became a 50 50 shot what gender marco would be yes so now he's marcella which is and the really the really fucked up thing is the babies retain their adult brains Like, it keeps saying maybe some of their adult brain is still in there, but it's obvious
1: it's still there. Like, it can communicate very comprehensively with with the people that... They
0: lack the ability to speak because they're newborn babies, but, um, spoiler alert for the ending, she lets some of them grow up so much because she has several babies in this book. Some of them grow up so much they start building sentences and they act exactly the same as they did before. (laughs) Nature versus nurture, all that shit. Uh, so she had she gives birth to Marco. Shannon takes the baby. You think that's kind of this is kind of we're we're winding down the book, and then you look down and it says forty one percent done. You're like, oh shit. She goes back to the office. Lexi pisses her off. Um, she goes into the hot mama meeting, and she goes in owning her. Uh, she wait no, I'm getting things out of I'm I'm mixing it up. She bumps into uh, Lexi in the bathroom because she was expressing milk uh and then lexi pisses her off and vanessa and unbirths lexi Uh,
1: but it must be said it was a fight over the whole like you're an old bitch yeah i'm the new hot thing and she's like bitch i'm still hot and i'll show you here's my seductive (laughs) pussy get in it
0: see here's the thing um I kinda like this changing character where Vanessa's obsessed with being skinny, like she's trying to look younger, and she feels threatened by Lexi with her big boobs at the beginning of the book, but later when she's not pregnant but she still has all like the big the big mom boobs and the huge ass and all that from having given birth, she realizes she's a more mature looking woman than Lexi, while Lexi looks like she's pretending to be an older woman and she kind of pities her for that. Uh, I liked that moment of character development, but then she, yeah, she absorbs. She's like, get in my vagina. And she does. Uh, and then with Lexi inside of her, she goes to the meeting with Gary, the boss and the people from New Zealand, uh, who are there from the hot mama account they think she has the best fake pregnant costume ever one of the people's like no you're actually pregnant she's like no i'm not i'm not actually pregnant i'm why would you say that, that. meanwhile lexi's kicking away somehow trying to get gary's attention question mark oh but somebody it's so notices fucked up. and
1: they're like did it just kick the fake belly she's like what No, it's a really
0: good fake belly i don't so she goes on this maternal rant about how the lingerie ads are bad and how they need to have babies in them and how it would make the models happier and make the purchasers happier. You think she just burned all the bridges and pissed off the account. Um, that comes back later. So she goes and she gives birth to Lexi and then she absorbs Gary.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Gary Lexi, was being a dick, though. Oh, Lexi comes out a boy. Gary comes out a girl because she immediately just out both of them uh one after the other like she doesn't have twins uh she then hands them off to someone who works at the office as if they are her children (laughs) this kind of works out all right for her in the end the uh, there's this great empowering finish where she realizes what she has to do she tries to go to a doctor to get him to uh
1: remove the parasitic like umbilical horde
0: and then she fordooms him too
1: yeah but she i don't think that she actually unbirths him she just sucks up all of his like life yeah just Does, doesn't she doesn't I she? forget what
0: happens to the doctor if you'll start looking for that um so she dooms the doctor a bit then she realizes she is cursed to unbirth for the rest of her days but Shannon is the person powerful enough to be able to do this to other people. So she realizes what she has to do is she goes back to Shannon's place. Shannon is taking care of Marco, Marcella, uh and what she does is she unbirths the shit out of Shannon and it's this like boss battle.
1: Yeah, it, it is definitely um he is still an adult. But his mind has been babyfied in this one, apparently, and he wants to climb up inside of her, but she doesn't let it happen. Oh,
0: snap. Oh. So basically what she does is she forever sacrifices that thin, um, bitchy lifestyle that she had by absorbing Shannon and then never birthing her because it then jumps ahead 14 months and she still has Shannon. What she's doing is she's pretending as if she's not pregnant. It's just she has post-baby weight and she can't get rid of it. Uh, She's like, I'm a hardworking mom and I got three kids and I just don't have time to go to the gym. Tee hee. And it's kind of sad because she wants to take her clothes off and be in the pregnant lingerie with the models and be like, "Ah!" ha ha. Because that's the big ending is we go back to a hot mama shoot and now that Vanessa's not an asshole, there's like donuts everywhere and pizza with pineapple on it it's a fucking party it's a party and um oh the uh uh uh, we're taking breaks every five minutes so everyone can go piss and we don't put on the makeup until right before the shoot everyone's got their tits out and breastfeeding it's amazing uh and then she's just like and there's this little ending bit with um her uh her quote-unquote babies like uh gary is now gabby i think And he's like, boob milk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They've learned a little bit of English. They're able to talk. And then the ultimate ending is when someone says something to her about, you look so radiant. And it goes, well, Vanessa said, after you become a mommy, everything changes.
1: Which is what the pregnant lady in the bathroom at the beginning of the story that was breastfeeding told her.
0: And then it turns out that was Shannon after all.
1: (laughs) Gross. (laughs) so basically we've got a lot of stereotype characters going on in this vanessa is like the career like the career bitch no emotions business suits business suits skinniness she's fit she's focused she's you know climbing that ladder or at least trying fucking hard yeah
0: and then she develops into someone who appreciates being a mother now Well, before we get into it, why don't we let the author say something here, because Mindy actually has an author's note, uh, quote, some feminists may say this novel, some feminists may find this novel highly problematic, and I must admit that I sympathize, exclamation mark, the story of the strong, independent, young, professional woman who finds herself magically transformed into a mommy and loving it, this book could easily be taken as an anti-feminist polemic. But that definitely wasn't my intention. I wasn't trying to say that all women should have babies or that they have no place in the working world and belong in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant. I'm a feminist myself, and I strongly believe in equality. I wrote this book mostly because I thought unbirthing was such a sexy, fun, gross idea that I couldn't not write about it. And she goes on to say that a big part of her writing process is her own... She, like, takes her own kinks and her own mental hang-ups and blows them up into characters, which I find to be both from a mental health standpoint, really cool. And also, that's just a pretty fucking rad way to write. Like, she is both accepting she's a uh, uh, she's writing this way, and she's aware of it, which is something, you know, a lot of people, uh, there are a lot of people who probably write like this that don't stop to think, oh, wait, that's part of me, that's part of me. Uh, so, yeah, she just owns the shit out of it. And normally, I would say an author putting a, an addendum going, um oh, by the way, I'm not sexist, is... It's kind of like how when I went to see The Good Dinosaur, the theater I saw it at, there was a little three minute preview where the director walks out and goes, hi. I'm the director. When me and my grandmother went, or we, when I and my mother went to go see Disney movies as a kid, she didn't speak English, so we went to see Disney movies, because they were so emotive, you didn't have to speak the language they were speaking on screen to understand it, and that's why I made The Good Dinosaur. You should be able to watch The Good Dinosaur in a language you don't understand and still totally get this movie, which is basically him going, this movie's really fucking quiet, and there's not a lot of dialogue, and it's not super important uh i felt that was kind of cheap and stupid but in this i kind of appreciate mindy's little uh you know afterward here so good on you mindy fliff and i kind of agree with her on it it's it's it, it because it you bought it for the kink that's the thing we're talking about a very specific uh well at least i am because i i review poor and you have a normal life <laughs> uh the thing is, when you buy something, you're looking for something. I found this because I typed in I'm Birthing Erotica. I yeah. wasn't walking through a Barnes & Noble and, and I'm gonna go,
1: ooh, what's this?
0: <laughs> uh, it's it's there's a giant pregnant woman on the cover The cover
1: art did not grab you
0: no yeah no that's the thing the cover art grabs you for what it is it's not like a kurt vonnegut book or like it's not like you walk past fahrenheit uh, 451 and there's a pack of matches on the cover and you're like what's this book about uh this one is just like this is about things going in now and then coming out of it later yeah, basically. There's magic deal with it. And she just owns it, which is kind of cool. This uh, was...
1: It, I, I have to say, though, it was more complex than what I expected. I was, was like... Compl- it had a plot. Yes, because yes, because the way I explained it to somebody else was, when they asked me, they were like, what the fuck is unbirthing? I was like, okay, basically, it's like... Hold on. <laughs> Vore with pregnancy.
0: Vore, but you come back from...
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, Vore... That you can talk about after the fact. Vaginovore, vor with a with a
0: with an eighteen year uh, r- reload cycle. <laughs> yes. Uh, wow, that that was unexpected. I'm I'm quite happy to have finally got someone. I'm I'm surprised. My only regret is we don't have Jackie here to kind of like show her like there's a whole new world out there.
1: <laughs> Actually, you were the one that introduced me to vor in the first place. So this is like <laughs> double.
0: I'm just showing you all the weird shit that can never happen this in This is like life.
1: Porn Inception.
0: Porn Inception. Yes. Well, thank you so much for stopping by, Kyla. Awesome. Um, uh, that's your Kyla. I'm your Gavin. I hope to see you guys next time. Check us out on Patreon.com slash Library if you want to support the show.
1: Goodbye. Bye.